Are you ready to be inspired, challenged, and strengthened in your faith walk? Are you ready to get breakthrough from those old cycles and thought patterns that you just can't seem to get freedom from? Then you've come to the right place. You are going to get freedom, you are going to get breakthrough, and you are going to get healing because that's the life that Jesus paid for. This podcast is not just talk. We're going to live it. My name is Jillian Ahonen, and I am so excited for what God's going to do for our time together today. Let's get our hearts ready for today's word. Hey, welcome to another episode of Not Just Talk. It's me, Jillian Ahonen, and I'm really excited today because this is the first time that I have created space to not just record this podcast in audio, but it's also available in video as well. So here I am. And uh, this is something that I've been wanting to do since the beginning, but with my family life and my family schedules, it just was not practical. And I've been praying into it and just saying, God, you know, when is the right time? When can I do this? And he just showed me how, you know, he just, he highlights the way he opens the paths for us. And that's kind of what he did. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make this work. So here I am ready to go, ready to talk about what God's put on my heart today. And I'm sure you saw the title. We're going to talk about is the church or your church community, the things that go on inside of the building, is that an idol in your life? This is something that is so important to identify and ask ourselves. This is something that God's put on my heart. This message is not to shame or condemn any one of us at all. Um, because the church and what goes on inside of the building is powerful. It's beautiful. It's God's heart. It's when we come together as the family of God and we worship together and we encourage one another in faith and we serve. It's just, it's a beautiful thing, but here's the problem. The problem is oftentimes without realizing it, we've put the building, everything that goes on inside of the building, the community in the building, the pastors, the leaders, the worship people, the people on the platform, we've put them in God's place. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And I want you to just be open and honest and just take a good, hard, honest look at yourself and your own heart and go, is that true for me? Exodus 23 says, you shall have no other gods before me. And a lot of times I think that we get hung up on this idea that an idol is a obvious something that you worship, you know, um, a statue, <laughs> a gold calf, the way that it's described in the Old Testament. And we kind of miss this truth that it's actually anything that we go to before God for comfort, for provision, for wisdom, for guidance, anything that we seek out first over God, who we rely on for support, for comfort, all of those things are indicators that we've put something in God's place and it's not his heart, his will, or his desire. And honestly, it is the reason why so many of my brothers and sisters struggle when life gets hard or when um, there's church hurt or, you know, somebody lets you down in the church or maybe it, it just, there's so many 
factors that come into place that we have to realize the reason why we're struggling so hard in life and we shouldn't be because according to God's word, we should be unshakable. We're victorious. We're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. We have access to supernatural peace, supernatural joy, and all these things that the Bible says is ours. And the only reason why we're not experiencing it is because we've trained ourselves to go to our church community or our church or rely on the message every Sunday and get spoon fed. Honestly, let's just be real. Get spoon fed the word of God instead of having intimacy with God. So what we're going to talk about is just that. And I decided that I'm going to come up with some questions that we can all ask ourselves to help us identify and go, hmm, okay, that is a thing in my life. I have made church an idol. And and again, we're not going to go to shame and condemnation because the Bible says that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. This is just something to get our attention so that we can get ourselves back on track. Okay. All right. So question number one, here we go. You ready? Do you rely on Sunday's message and small group discussions to feed you the word rather than reading your Bible on your own time? Do you call upon, okay, that was number one. Number two, do you call upon the people at church to pray for you and run to them when you're struggling in any given area rather than running directly to God? Number three, are your spiritual and casual conversations only between you and your church community, leaving your conversations with God few and far between? Is your idea of worship time that, sorry, let me back up. Number four, is your idea of worship that carved out singing time at church and every day in between is business as usual? Do you serve in ministries at church and intimacy with Jesus is void from your life? If your responses are mostly yes, it's time to realize that going to church and being part of all the activities has replaced a relationship with God on so many levels. And it's time to take background in your life and make God your first and your only, honestly. Jesus paid for a relationship with God. And I know we say that a lot. We quote that. It's not, it's not rules. It's relationship. And it's very true. But a lot of us are not realizing that we've built more relationship with people in our church community. And we call that relationship with Jesus. And it's not anchoring us. It's not strengthening us. It's not transforming us. We're really just kind of going down the checklist of what it looks like to be a Christian instead of being connected to the vine. A lot of times we go to church and we learn about God, but God doesn't want us to learn about him. He wants us to know him intimately and personally, and he wants us to go directly to him for all of our problems, for the comfort, for worship, for praise. It's not just praising or worship is not just saved for a carved out time at church on Sunday. Worship is supposed to be an act of everything we do to glorify God. Do you realize that's what Jesus paid for? Jesus paid the ultimate price, the ultimate sacrifice for us to be able to go into the presence of God. Before Jesus, it was the high priest and we relied on somebody else to speak on behalf of God. It's, it's the same thing as Moses going up to the mountain and hearing the voice of God. Everybody had to keep a safety distance because nobody was pure enough to go into the presence of God. Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice. The blood of the lamb has 
completely cleansed us and purified us so that we can boldly and confidently go into the presence of God. And in the presence of God is where there's life. That is what's been missing all of this time. This is something that is so powerful and so beautiful and so incredible. And we've got caught up in this idea that it's all about going to church. I've even heard pastors say, and I'm not kidding. I've heard pastors say that you can't, um, you can only worship God like this at church. No, that's not true. You can worship God all day long, every day in your car. You know, worshiping God is not just singing. Worshiping God is glorifying him in your everyday life. I I worship God by the way I take care of my home. I worship God by the way that I nurture my marriage. I worship God by the way that I raise up my kids. This is my ministry. Everywhere I go, everything I do is an outpouring from that time and that intimacy with God. And it trickles over into my life and everything becomes an act of worship. But it begins in the presence of God. I get to do life with him not apart from him. And oftentimes what we're doing is we're living so separate from God. We're going into the church building. We're relying on our church community to build us up, to make us feel good. Uh, we go to them for prayer when there's a need. And I'll tell you, it's crazy to me, but unfortunately it's so normal that most of the time I hear from so many of my brothers and my sisters that they don't even have they don't even have devotional time, that they're not even spending time in the word, that they don't really have that carved out time. They're too busy. They're too busy serving, going, being, doing. And they wonder why they're struggling all the time. You guys, that's because it's become an idol in our life. We've put community, we've put people, we've put pastors, we've put leaders, we've put what goes on in the church building, we've put, we've put what goes on on the platform before God. And we need to own it. We need to realize it. And we need to take back that ground in our lives. God never intended Christianity to be something that we do. It's supposed to be an overflow of our time with him and what we have in him and through him. And outside of that becomes this ripple effect of the kingdom of God because we become transformed. See, these things that we've put in God's place is costing us the transformation that's available. Then all of a sudden we're left to white knuckle our way through it, manufacture fruit and try to like, you know, look like Jesus, sound like Jesus. We got all the answers, right? Instead of knowing the answer personally and going directly to him. I am so thankful for my journey with God. I am so thankful that for whatever reason, whatever it was, I, I don't know, I guess I took those messages on Sunday as a, uh, as an encouragement to go to him you know? And, uh, so my journey with God for the last 25 plus years has been go to him, pray to him. Uh, when I have a problem, I actually very rarely talk about my problem with other people. Cause I'm just way too busy going to the problem solver, you know, and I'm just so thankful. And that's, that's why people are like, wow, I don't understand how you've gone through so much. And I don't struggle with PTSD and I don't, I don't live with triggers and trauma and, but I've gone through it. Oh my gosh, I've gone through it. Just like you, I've gone through so many different things, but because I don't have any idols, I don't, I don't have those things in God's place. I go directly to him and I get met with this supernatural peace and the supernatural comfort and the supernatural joy. If I don't know what to do, I go to him for wisdom. Um, 
And, and the thing is, is what's so powerful and what's so beautiful of having a relationship with God where you really just removed those things that come between you and God and you spend more time in his presence and building that relationship with him and removing all those things that you've gone to for comfort or for uh, assurance or uh, to build you up, you end up with this deep-rooted confidence and that's where you become unshakable. And all of a sudden you go on church, you go to church on Sunday and you have something to give. You're not there to take, you're there to give because you're receiving straight from the throne room of heaven every single day, all day long. This is what Jesus paid for. Jesus didn't just pay for us to go to heaven when we die. He restored relationship. We have scripture after scripture in the word of God that points us to go directly to the throne room, that we can go into the presence of God Almighty in, let's see, we've got, I, I marked it in my Bible so I could find a little bit faster and I'm not. <laughs> so we've got Hebrew, well, Ephesians 3.12, okay, because I've got these scriptures memorized, but I can never remember the addresses. So Ephesians 3.12 says this, you ready? In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence, okay? And then we have Hebrews 4.16, Hebrews 4.16, all right? And it says this, you ready? Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find the grace to help us in our time of need. I want to pause right, right there. How often are you in need and you go to your church community and it feels good in the moment, right? I've been there, okay? And it feels good in the moment and then you go home and you have to face your real life and your real life is hard and you think, I just need to go back to church because it felt good there. Can I just tell you that when you go into the presence of God, you get the grace that you need and that grace is lasting. That grace doesn't end and it sustains you through every area of your life, whether in whether you're at work, whether you're at church, whether you're at home, whether you're at school, it doesn't matter. That same grace, the grace that is sufficient is filling you and fueling you because you went straight to your heavenly father in your time of need. Another one is Hebrews 10, 19. And I may have totally lost my marker, but that's okay. We're already in Hebrews 10, 19. You ready for this? I love this one because this says it all. It's all right here. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, with full assurance that faith brings. By faith, we go directly into the presence of God. God is calling his church, his children, his bride that's you and me. That's not the place we go. That's you and me. He's calling us to go back to that first love, to go back to that place of intimacy and sacredness and spend time with him in the most holy place, which is his presence. He desires for us to identify those areas in our lives where we've relied on somebody else to give us the word, to make us feel comfortable, to encourage us, to build us up. We, we've got 
got to identify whatever it is. Maybe, maybe it's a feeling of unworthiness that blocks you from going directly to God. Jesus wants to restore that. And that's where you just need to be honest. And it looks like this, Lord, I feel unworthy to even be in your presence. But I know the word of God says that because of Jesus, I am washed clean by the blood of the purest lamb and I am righteous. I am made right and I, I need your help, Lord. Breathe into those areas. Build me up so that I can see myself through your eyes and through your heart and through Jesus. I don't see myself the way you do. So Lord, help me in those areas. Open my heart, open my eyes so that I can see me the way you do, so that I can boldly and confidently go into the throne room of grace. See, we have to understand what's stopping us. Maybe it's distractions. Maybe you've busied yourself too much. Maybe you didn't even realize it. Maybe you had no idea that you have built more of a relationship with your community and you haven't spent any time with Jesus. And it's just a matter of going, whoa, and getting yourself back on track. Maybe intimacy is just a struggle because the enemy has just totally ruined that for whatever reason you've experienced maybe just brokenness and hurt from man and hurt from people there are father wounds there there are really there are real situations that are blocking us from going directly to our heavenly father and i want to tell you right now god wants to heal that he wants to touch that and so it's a matter of just posturing yourself and saying lord i have hurt in my heart i I don't even trust you in this area. It's easier for me to keep a safety distance between you and I, but I know that's not the life that I've been invited into. It's a matter of dialoguing with your heavenly father. So first it's, it's realizing where you have maybe put the church community again. I mean, even maybe a prophet or, you know, relying on somebody else to give you a word instead of going directly to God and giving you a word. You know, it, it, it's like in the Old Testament, we had to rely on the prophets, you know, that's what we had to do. Uh, but now we get to hear God's voice. Now we get to get to hear from him ourselves and we get to open up the word and it's active and alive and God moves through his spirit, through his word, because it's his word is alive. It's real. It's not just a flat book we're reading about him. It's a way to learn his heart and grow in intimacy with our father in heaven. So I'm encouraging you today. Take an honest look at your heart. Really ask yourself, is serving in church? going to church, relying on my small group, relying on the pastor, relying on the prayer team up front, relying on the worship leader, relying on fill in the blank. All these are good things. Like I said, they are good, but it's never meant to, it, it was never meant or designed to replace what Jesus paid for. In his presence is where we become those transformed peace-filled, joyful, confident warriors for the kingdom of heaven that are unstoppable and unshakable. So again, I'm encouraging you today to take a look, to be honest with yourself and ask yourself, am I spending time with God? Am I going to him first or do I have all the good church things in his place? It's time to remove them. It's time to get back to that restored relationship that Jesus paid for and experience the fullness, the power, the peace, the presence, and the healing touch of our great and mighty God. Thank you for joining me today. 
I believe in the Holy Spirit met you powerfully through this week's episode of Not Just Talk. Now for the real part. Let's take this conversation beyond talk and live it in our daily lives. Amen? Don't forget to come back for another episode of Not Just Talk.